Welcome to the Uncommon Church Podcast. Today, you'll hear a message from our pastor, Brad Carrington. We hope that it helps you to know God, grow strong in your faith, and do all that he has called you to do. Last Thursday, we were um, heading into Jerusalem with the team in the van, and um, my nephew um, is, how old is he? Nine years old-ish? He's about nine years old. He looks about nine-ish. And um, he is the smartest person in the world, and I'm not kidding. Uh, The kid has a giant brain. I don't know how it just doesn't fall off of his shoulders. Um, His brain is like a computer. So sometimes when you have a kid that is, and I'm not kidding, it's not joke, it's not hyperbole, he's brilliant. But when you have a kid like that who knows everything, and you're 48 and you only know a few things of what he knows, it's a little intimidating and somewhat annoying. So I love him, don't ever let him see this video. But um, there are times when he's sharing things that I just kind of tune out because he's like a computer, just constantly giving information. And you're just like, that's nice. So he was with me in the front seat. There's a little jump seat. We had a big van, and he was sitting next to me. And we pull up to a stoplight at Mevaseret Zion, which is a suburb of Jerusalem. We're on our way into Jerusalem. And um, he says, oh, 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 Uncle Brad, up on the left is the stronghold of Castile. You should tell them all about the stronghold of Castile. And there it is. And I'm like, I don't really know much about it. I visited it once 25 years ago. I, I know it was key as a, a place of the battle of 1948 uh, when the Jews, you know, took the nation of Israel. And I was like, so yeah, guys, on your left is the stronghold of Castile. There it is. But here's the funny thing, in my, in my spirit, I felt the Holy Spirit say, hey, pay attention, you're gonna need to know something about this. So I had to then later look up more about the stronghold of Castile, and I will just briefly give it to you because the Lord told me to give it to you. So it was originally built by the Romans during the time of the Roman occupation of Israel during Jesus' time. So at the bottom of that, uh, there are giant stones that were built by the Roman Empire because it is the highest overlook to the valley of the road that leads up to Jerusalem. So if you were in control of the region, you needed to be in control of Castile. So um, you, you have to have control of this mountain. So that, and even on this picture, you can't quite tell. So guys, put up the aerial view from like Google Maps. Yeah, so we are at the stoplight on the right side of that arrow, right in front of the mall, and the Castile is this mountain that just shoots straight up and that word that says Castile is that's the actual little fortress the stronghold and then show them the picture from 1934 this is cool from a British guy who took this coming up the road in 1934 so you can see that Castile as a stronghold it definitely gives you the high ground and it gives you the dominion over whatever's in that area so it was originally built by the Romans it was then taken over by the Muslims and then it was taken over by the Crusaders and then it was taken over by the Turks and then it was taken over by the Arabs and then in 1948 it was taken over by the Jews so whoever had stronghold of the, the, the control of that stronghold had control of the region now with that in mind let's read this verse 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 Though we walk in the flesh, in, this, in our bodies, in our all-day, everyday living, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're, they're not fleshly weapons that God's given us. But our weapons were given to us that are mighty in God for what? Pulling down strongholds. So if that's in your paper Bible, you're going to want to highlight that, circle that, make a note of that. We're casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against, other translations say, above the knowledge of God, 
and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So just a few things that we need to point out, guys, so leave that verse up for a minute. We're in a war, whether you like it or not. We have an enemy. We, as followers of Jesus, are on God's side, but there will always be a relentless attack from the enemy's side against us. We live in the flesh. We have bodies. We, you know, we live for 90, 100 years. We, we, we have a body, but we don't fight in the flesh. So there's no physical thing we can fight against. So we're in this unseen war. God has given us weapons, and because God has the victory, he has given us weapons that will give us a victory if used correctly. So these are spiritual unseen weapons, and what are they meant for? They're meant for pulling down strongholds in our lives. So what are the strongholds? It's our thoughts. It's anything and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So we are to bring down the stronghold, bring down the thoughts, and make them submit themselves to the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's an unseen battle in our thought life. God has given us victorious weapons to win the battle, and we use them to take down strongholds in our thought life, in our mind, in our hearts. So let's take this concept of tearing down strongholds one step further. Proverbs chapter 21. A wise man or woman, a wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. So a stronghold is anything that we put trust in, anything that we elevate above God. It is an idol that is set up by the devil, but is in an unseen place in our hearts, in our thinking, in our minds, but we often give permission for that stronghold to stay in our lives. We have leased ground to the enemy in our minds for the enemy to build a stronghold and then that he has a fortified position that's inside of our hearts, inside of our minds, inside of our thoughts, which then oftentimes will come out physically in our words. So, what is the first thing that happens whenever you face a trial? You get laid off, you get a bad diagnosis, you get a, what, you, something terrible happens in your life. What's the first thing you run to? You have pain in your heart, what are you gonna soothe yourself with? That's the stronghold of your life. So for, it, it is different for everybody. So let's read it again, Proverbs 21. The wise man, a lot of people are not wise enough to scale the mountains of their heart and see where the strongholds are. They just leave them dormant but when the day of trouble comes, these things pop up. But a wise man is going to climb those mountains and tear down any trusted strongholds. So this last week um, in Israel, um, we would be driving around, and I was trying, you know, we weren't on a tour. We were on a work and ministry trip. So I kept trying to point things out as quickly as I could. So I would, we'd be driving, and I'd be like, look over there, look over there, look over there. And I would be pointing out the ruins of these ancient buildings or ancient walls and the interesting thing is, at the bottom of those buildings, at the bottom of those walls would be giant stones. I mean, stones the size of a Volkswagen bus. But then on, as you go up the top of those walls and buildings, the stones would get smaller and smaller and smaller, and they'd change shape or color. So look at this photo of the Western Wall. This is what's known as the Wailing Wall. This is the, the only still standing portion of the temple in Jerusalem where the presence of God stood, where, where Jesus worshiped. And if you'll notice at the very bottom, 
there's where these two guys are, these stones across this down here, these are giant stones. They're, they're six, seven feet long by three or four feet tall. They're, they're six, eight feet deep. And what you can't see from here, but down below that, the stones get even bigger. The stones at the bottom that you see there were built for the second temple, but down below you can still see stones that were set up by King Solomon in the first temple, and they're even bigger. But as, the, as you go up, the stones get medium-sized, and then they get smaller and smaller and smaller. Why is that? Because this used to be a stronghold that was torn down. And when they rebuilt it, they didn't rebuild with the giant original stones. They just put smaller stones on top. So you have to know this. In 70 AD, so just 40 years after Jesus started his ministry, the Roman Empire that had a foothold in Israel, they decided they didn't just want to have a presence in Israel. They wanted to completely destroy the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. So Rome sent a vast legion of an army to the shores of Israel and completely conquered and burned the nation of Israel. They used long ropes to pull down these giant stones of the temple and of the walls of Jerusalem. Huge ropes, they tie around these stones and then they would take a couple of hundred soldiers and they'd pull on these ropes and they would tumble the walls of Jerusalem and the walls of the temple. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus and the disciples were in the temple, which would have stood just above this picture. Jesus and the disciples were up there. If you'd like to see it in real life, sign up for the Israel tour, we'll take you in November. And Jesus said, the disciples were admiring the temple, but Jesus said this, you see all these? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone on top of another that is not going to be thrown down. So we kind of have a good news, bad news situation. The bad news is there are things that we face in life that can build up strongholds and hurt us. The good news is because of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, God is going to allow us and give us the weapons and tools we need to tear down those strongholds. So whatever stage of life you are in in your walk with God, some people have screwed in a light bulb in the last few weeks and you're just beginning your walk with Jesus. Some people, you have been walking with the Lord for 10, 15, 20 years. Others of you have been walking with Jesus for 50 years or more. So whatever stage you're at, there will always be it's not necessarily a test, but an examination of our trust. Because trust is the foundation for faith. And if we have cracks in our foundation, then the building that is built on that will crumble. And it is our thought life that reveals what we trust in, or should I say who we trust in. And Hebrews chapter 11 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Notice that it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Didn't say it's impossible to please God without worship. Didn't say that without preaching. Didn't say that without prayer or studying our Bible or fasting or anything that's good in our life. It says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So there's always gonna be a battle for faith which means there's always going to be a battle for our thought life to determine who are we trusting in. Do we real, when, when, when things go wrong in our life, is your knee-jerk reaction one of faith or fear? Do we really trust that God is good and he is the one who's going to move on our behalf? Or do we just push the panic button and freak out? 
most of you know, but if, if you're a visitor, um, two weeks ago on Friday, my, my brother passed away after a long battle with cancer. And when I got the call um, on that, uh, that he had died, the very first thing I did was began to pray. And I, I, now, I mean, granted, in that moment, I, I, I knew he would be passing at any moment, so I, it wasn't like you got the call out of the blue, um, but I, I did pass that little test in that when I needed the Lord, he was there because it was a knee-jerk reaction. It wasn't like I had to think about it. I immediately went to the Lord in prayer. We're going to face things in our life that, that sometimes go wrong, and the test of our trust, the test of our faith is what is the, what is the thing that you're going to soothe yourself with? Are you going to run into the stronghold of the Lord, or are you going to allow the thoughts from the enemy to divert you from the plan and will of God for your life? And here's the reason why this is so important. Trust is so important, and just pay attention to this right here. I, I know that I'm in a bit of a, a jet-lagged ramble right now, but this is, this is the most important key that I can give you. Why is trust so important? Because God is the single most trustworthy person in the universe. And when we are tempted to not trust the Lord, we're violating the purpose for which we were created. Does that make sense? Uh, two weeks ago, I gave you the illustration that a hammer is really good at driving nails. But if you want a cup of coffee, a hammer is a terrible thing to pour a cup of coffee into and drink from. In the same regard, if you want a, a cup of coffee, you should take a coffee cup. But if you take that same coffee cup and try to drive a nail, it is a terrible thing because it was not created to drive nails. So we have to use the thing that it was created for, for the purpose for which it was created. You and I were created for trust in God. So therefore, our thoughts need to be those that trust in God. No matter what we face in our life, we cannot allow the devil to have any square footage of our hearts and minds to build a stronghold to fear you were created for faith and trust in God. Yeah. Let me go back one more time. Josh, put up um, Proverbs 21, 22. A wise man scales the city and brings down the trusted stronghold. I want you, when we, in a few minutes, we're going to get up and we're going to worship the Lord again. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to point out any strongholds in your life. Say, Lord, have I allowed the, the enemy to put a stronghold in my heart? Is there anything that I need to tear down in prayer? Is there anything that I need to wrap stones around and with the help of the Holy Spirit, tear down any strongholds? Lord, is there anything that I trust in more than you? And the test of this is when something goes wrong, what do you turn to? Too many times we turn to food. I, I, I love carbs, as you can tell. Like, do we try to soothe ourselves with Andy's frozen custard with hot fudge? Of course we do. And if you have not soothed yourself with Andy's frozen custard and hot fudge, welcome to my stronghold. You're welcome. Do you, do you try to soothe yourself with alcohol or weed or porn? Do you escape to hours of scrolling TikTok or Instagram? Do you escape to hours and hours on Netflix? Do you escape to your job? Do you escape to your hobby? Do you escape to making more money? Whatever you escape to is the thing that you're trying to medicate yourself with. Now, here's the funny thing. Other than a couple of those, you know, like getting high or porn, a lot of those things aren't bad. 
Having a hobby, going fishing, putting your, you know, do, doing some of those things, they're not bad, but when you put them above your trust in God, that's when they become bad. You have enthroned them as an idol in your life. You put more trust in, there's nothing wrong with watching a movie, but if you put more trust in just disconnecting and watching that movie than spending time in the presence of God to bring healing and strength to your heart, that's where you, you run into some unhealthy situations. You can't allow the enemy to stay hiding in these strongholds in your thought life. Remember, it is an unseen war. The, the, there's high walls that have been built up over time, so, but, but you can't always see them. Uh, imagine a, a, a country that still has a, a monarchy and there's a, there's a castle and there's walls and they have their children or grandchildren playing hide-and-go-seek. If you're on the outside and you're just looking at the, all you see is the walls, all you see is the castle, you can't see inside the stronghold. You, you can't see what's hiding in there. So the children, they have access to the inner courts, but we can't see. You can't allow the devil to play in your mind. You can't allow the devil to build a stronghold in your heart. You can't allow the devil a playground in your mind. You have to tear down strongholds, things that you put more trust in, thoughts that, that run across your mind that don't put faith in the Lord. Your doctor gives you a thing, your, your work lays you off, you know, something bad happens in your life. If you run to fear, then you have said that my God is not real and he is not able to do things that are, he can't do a miracle in my life. So then after the whole thing explodes and you go, well, the Lord didn't do anything in my life. Yeah, because you didn't first turn to the Lord. Now there is something that when I was writing this message that I, I, I need to point out to you. Sometimes we feel like we don't know where to turn and that we can't see the stronghold of the Lord. But I can tell you, as much as the devil wants to build a stronghold in your life, I'm gonna give you two verses to remind you that our God is a stronghold. Nahum says, Nahum chapter one, the Lord is good. The Lord is a stronghold in the day of trouble and the Lord knows those who trust in him. God is always gonna give us a choice. There's always gonna be two strongholds to, to, to run to and if you trust in the Lord, you will run to the stronghold of the Lord. Psalm 18 says that the Lord is our rock. He is our fortress. He is our deliverer. He is the one in whom we take refuge. He is our shield. Remember, there's fiery darts coming at your thought life, but he is our shield. He is the horn of salvation. The Lord God is my stronghold. He is the one in whom we trust. He is the one who is our rock. He is the one who will deliver us. When we face trouble, run to the stronghold of the Lord. Too often times, a problem pops up in our life, and I don't know about you, but I am famous for making a mountain out of a molehill. Where it's, yes, it's a problem, but because of fear and anxiety, I blow it up to become this giant thing. And we start having all these thoughts, which then trigger all these emotions and all these feelings, and all of them are challenging the Lordship of Jesus in our life. Can I do a big time out right here? Because as I was writing this message, the Lord really asked me to share this with you. This might only be for one or two people, but you need to hear this. We're not going after the single thought. We're all gonna have dumb thoughts sometimes. I'm going after a pattern of thoughts. I'm going after a, a lifestyle of thoughts. See, sometimes you're gonna have a thought that's gonna trigger an emotion. But I'm not going after one thought. I'm not even going after one emotion. 
I'm going after when we make a lifestyle of ungodly thinking. Can I also say something just about feelings and emotions and all that? Some of you are getting born again right now, and your faith with God is growing right now. It's a good time to get right with God. But when I was a kid in the 80s, in the church of the 90s, I don't know what was going on back then, but if you had like feelings and emotions, for some reason we weren't allowed to feel those things because we felt like that was contrary to faith. Do you realize that God gave us feelings and he gave us emotions? He created us that way. But sometimes we'd be like, no, you need to have faith. You, you, you can crush those feelings down. Our response to the Lord is faith. We don't have, God is not an emotion and God is not a feeling. Urgh! And we created a whole generation of preachers that, that put this on people. So we react when we, we have a thought, we feel something, we, we, we react emotionally, and then we're like, no, and we shame ourselves. God created you to feel. He created you to ra- react emotionally. No, I know God's not a feeling, and I know God's not an emotion, and I know our response should be one of faith, but that doesn't mean there's not feelings attached to faith, that there's not emotions attached to these things. And oftentimes when something difficult happens, we feel pain, so then we begin to self-medicate. And that's where food and drugs and alcohol and porn and you know just all the things that we try to hide, we run into the stronghold of fear and anxiety because we didn't know what to do with those feelings and emotions. Those feelings and emotions should drive us into the presence of God, should drive us into the strong tower of the name of the Lord. Because in the name of the Lord, there is a strong tower that gives us safety. The righteous run into it, Proverbs 18.10 says. And we're safe in his presence. So it's okay to feel things, and it's okay to think things, but you were created to have a habit of faith and trust in God, not giving into fear and anxiety. So if you have a thought, if you have a fear, then just take that thought captive and just stick it on, put it in a headlock and run to the stronghold of the Lord. Be like, I've come into the presence of God and this thing's not welcome here. So when you feel the anxiety or the doubt or the unbelief, man, run to the presence of God. But don't shame yourself for having the thought, having the feeling, having the emotion. When we give ourselves over to creating a habit of those things, that's where we run into like seasons. We, we, we build strongholds. That we allow the enemy to, to keep us in this habitual place of fear and anxiety. But in the stronghold of the Lord, there is peace, there is joy, there is hope in his presence. When you run into the presence of God, the presence of God does not deny the problem. It simply denies the problem from having an influence in your life. So then praise becomes the weapon of your warfare. You're singing your way into the presence of God. You're not denying there's not a problem in your life and your health and your mind and your marriage and your finances, but you're gonna praise your way into the stronghold of the Lord and say, I'm putting my, my, my focus on the Lord. This is my weapon, this is my warfare. I'm, I'm gonna climb this thing and conquer it, pull it down. We're not robots. God is always gonna give you a choice of which stronghold you wanna run into. So lift your eyes to the Lord. When you lift your eyes to the Lord, those mountains are made low. When we exalt the Lord, mountains become molehills again. When you you make the Lord bigger than the problem, it's like, okay, I can get through this thing. And here's the word of the Lord for, for, I, I just feel it so strong for somebody. Unfortunately, sometimes when we face a trial, when we, when we face 
a situation in our life and we choose poorly, we choose sin, we, we choose the wrong stronghold, or maybe somebody else hurts us, punches us square in the mouth, emotionally, physically, whatever that thing, and, and, and our ears are ringing. So what happens is we, we stop right there and we just, we, we build a stronghold to the, the feelings that we're feeling. And we don't move forward. And we allow, we, we just, like we did in the 80s and 90s, we just stuff those feelings and emotions down. But what happens is when you allow death to have a stronghold, you, you saw the importance of having the stronghold over the valley. When you allow death to keep a stronghold, everything around it dies. So your life moves on. You have another birthday. You, you, you continue to move on, but you're dead on the inside. The land becomes unfruitful. But don't we know that our God is life and he brings life and healing. So you can't just move on without going back to that place in your heart. The Lord wants to take you today on a journey and say, I wanna go back to that place where you were hurt. I wanna go back to that place you built a stronghold and you buried that pain, you buried that emotion, you buried that fear, you buried that disillusionment when hope was deferred. And now everything around it is death but I wanna bring life, I wanna bring healing. I'm not mad at you, I wanna restore you. I wanna let life and hope and joy flow in your life once more. God wants to help you tear down those strongholds. Hop up on your feet. God is really good at bringing dead things back to life. So don't allow the devil to steal another day of your life. Let the Holy Spirit take you by the hand today and point out areas in your life that he wants to bring healing. He wants to bring peace and joy again. Yeah, you've gone on, you're a couple years older, but you have to go back and let the Lord bring healing to your heart. He wants to partner with you. He wants to bring peace and joy where you've been carrying pain. Can you just close your eyes? I just wanna pray for you. Holy Spirit, if there's any strongholds in our life, fear or anxiety or where we feel like you didn't help you didn't move in our life that we've just glossed over God I pray Holy Spirit that you would shine a light into our hearts Lord if there's any area where maybe we made a wrong decision we did something dumb we we chose poorly or maybe somebody hurt us some pastor hurt us some spouse some friend hurt us Lord we don't want to just leave a stronghold of death rotting the ground in our life I pray, God, that today will be a day of healing, of life, of freedom, of forgiveness. If you need to forgive somebody for building a, a stronghold of, of fear and death in your life, man, today I want you to forgive them and release them of that debt and ask Holy Spirit to come into your life and tear down those walls that have been holding you back. Father, there's people that don't even know they have a choice. They don't even know there's two strongholds. They don't even know that your name is a strong tower. And in your presence, there is healing. In your presence, there is freedom. In your presence, there is deliverance. So Father, for those that are here in the room or watching online, God, if they don't know you and they don't, they don't know that there is a strong tower of life in their heart, God, I pray that today would be the day of new life, of new beginnings of the forgiveness of sin, of, of receiving Jesus as the Lord of our lives. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning or if you're watching online and you're not right with God, I wanna pray with you. 
I want you to ask God to forgive you of sin. I I want you to ask God to to come into your heart, to come into your life and transform you, to build a strong tower of life in your heart that you always have a place to turn to, that you'd stop running to fear, you'd stop running to the stronghold of death, but that in this moment, God would establish the stronghold of his name in your life. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast. If this message has impacted your life, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. And for more information on our church community, you can click the link in the description or visit uncommonchurch.tv.